You're listening to Launch Marketing with Mara Roberts. Quick practical tips to get more customers. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 6 of Launch Marketing with Mara Roberts. Uh, Today I have the great pleasure of introducing to you Tim Reed from Small Business Big Marketing and we have a fantastic chat about how to move from working in the corporate world to owning your own business. I know that's a transition that a lot of us struggle with. Tim's been working in his own business for 11 years so he has a thing or two to share with you and as you'll find out he has a wealth of information. I have a bit of good news to also announce to you. The Affinity Creative website has actually been redone and uh, we've actually simplified it a lot and we've made our content a lot more accessible for you and we've made it really easy for you to find exactly what you need. But let me give you a little bit of a tip. Uh, If you have found that you've done absolutely everything you can for search engine optimization, you've you know targeted keywords, you're working on it monthly and you're not finding a improvement in your ranking, there may be a problem with your website website load time. Google regards the load time it takes to load your website very highly when it comes to ranking your website. So have a look at your your load time and you can visit uh, websites such as I think it's pingdom.com and uh, you can just Put in your URL and it will tell you how long it takes to load your site. And you should really be aiming for a website that loads under three seconds. So have a look at that and let me know how you go and if that improves your search engine rankings. So as I've said, we've redone our website and along with that is the launch of a few exciting new marketing packages for you. So we are a marketing agency for small business owners just like you and we have launched exciting marketing packages from starting from $150. So our services will either help you get more customers or it will help you with your website marketing and there's a whole host of events uh, and networking opportunities that you can join uh, in 2015 so just have a look at the website and let me know what you think so without a further ado here's the conversation i had with tim it's very informative indeed tim reed welcome to the launch marketing show mara roberts it's an absolute pleasure to be here Now, I have been listening to your podcast, and if there's one takeaway that I would um, be looking at is the fact that you're a proud Australian. Um, (laughs) That's that's your big takeaway? Besides all the marketing gold, I've definitely learned that you're a a proud Australian, and I'm a recent graduate myself. So, um, as a proud Australian, what's your top recommendation for uh, tourists that are visiting Aussie? I, you know, our beaches are pretty amazing. I've been to um, a number of countries in the last 12 months speaking. And I always, if there is a beach close by, I go and have a look at it. In fact, I was in LA about six months ago and thought, God, I've got to get down to Malibu. must be amazing. And I tell you what, the beaches were half of what our beaches are in terms of their look, their cleanliness, the water quality, all that type of stuff. So the beaches are pretty good. 
It'd be a bit of a cliche to say go to Bondi, but you know, you got to see it. Um, and uh, yeah, I would say our lovely outdoor living. Yeah, I, I remember as a tourist visiting Noosa uh, and just being amazed that I could walk in the national park and you know look out in the ocean and you can see whales and and it was all just free. The national parks here are absolutely stunning. Um, and did you take a wrong available. turn down to the nudist beach? No, I didn't. Oh, <laughs> I've done that. Okay. I, don't, I didn't even know there was a nudist beach there. Okay. <laughs> a very famous one. Oh, okay. Well, I was obviously not looking at the right tourist website then. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, before small business, big marketing, uh, you were an account manager uh, with an advertising agency and a marketing manager with Flight Center. So what sparked your idea to start to go into business on your own? Mara, I needed to escape the cubicle. Yeah. That's what I needed to do. I needed to um, – I felt very constrained by the corporate ways. I, um, you know, on reflection, I was in the, I was in corporate kind of marketing for about just over 20 years and I just – I look back and I just feel a, a sense of – being constrained, you know, needing to be there at a certain time, clock, clock on, clock off, someone breathing down your neck, working with clients that you weren't necessarily, you know, wanting to work with. Um, there was a lack of choice and a lack of freedom. <clears throat> mm. That said, um, I learned everything I know as a result of working in what I would say, you know, the top, top end of town marketing. So, <clears throat> you know, it, there's a give and take there, but my time was up. Mm. I think it's always good to um, learn on someone else's time when you're starting out and then to go into business on your own. I think it's very expensive if you don't have industry experience and you you know, you know kind of just go into business without uh, industry knowledge um, and you're going to be learning all your lessons on your own time and budget. Uh, so that's that's my philosophy in, uh, in terms of starting your own businesses. So was this a gradual transition for you or did you just decide one day, walk into the office and, and quit your job? Oh, look, I knew I was unhappy for a while, but um, it kind of, I, I am quite instinctive. So I'm not the most um, calculating person going around Mara. So I, my last full-time job in corporate marketing was the, mar- the marketing manager for Flight Center and okay. um, completely, uh, was unengaged there, you know, like couldn't, it was just the wrong job for me at my time of life. And I found a six month contract, um, in a marketing role at a company called Smorgan Steel, which is no longer around, but at the time was a big steel recycling company and manufacturer. And it was a great contract putting together their corporate social responsibility division. And it was just really good. And it came to an, the contract came to an end and they said, Hey, listen, Timbo, you're, um, your contract's up, but, um, why don't you go and start your own business and we'll be your first client? And I was like, oh, hello, that's pretty cool. And I was it sort of, A, that gave me cash flow, it gave me some insurance um, and it gave me permission to go and do that. So I did. I registered, um, I registered a business. I didn't know what I was going to do but I loved ideas and I loved marketing so I registered a business called The Ideas Guy yeah. and, um, and that was my marketing. It was a marketing consultancy um, which kind of um, worked really well, you know. It was just my, it was my ticket out. Yeah, that's great. And uh, did you 
start from scratch with no capital and, and just go out on your own, or did you have some capital or clients? You don't need you? capital. You need you, yeah. you got to pay your bills, but like particularly service businesses, um, you know, we didn't need a lot. Had a computer, had a phone, had a car, um, worked from home. Um, so you know, it was a pretty cheap startup. Great. Yeah, that's the. I think that is today's story, business owners' stories, that they start from scratch and uh, innovate from there. Um, I do think that if you, you know, spend a lot of time getting capital, having a huge business plan, by the time you know a year is over, you have a business plan and uh, you know lots of capital raised, and and the industry's kind of moved on. So uh, a fast startup is definitely my favorite model uh, in business. Yeah, there's a great book called The $100 Startup, which okay. um, talks a lot about, um, gives lots of examples of people who have gone out and started businesses for 100 bucks. And um, that's, you know, like uh, you'll constantly hear me say, if you ever hear me speak from stage, th- there's never been a better time to start a small business. There's never been a better time to market a small business. And um, the days of, you know, you look back 10 years ago, like that's just a decade ago. And you know, most times if you wanted to start a business, you either went, you, you had to get some real estate, you know, there was there was rent, there was quite a high capital investment, you might have gone and bought a franchise. Generally, you were spending tens if not hundreds of thousands of dollars. Nowadays, you can start a business on, you know, you can start a business for free, you know, yeah. if you wanted to. You've got to register your business name and all that type of stuff. But with the way, and it's all thanks to the internet, and it doesn't have to be an internet-based business, but... I mean, look at the amount of people that started businesses on eBay, for example. Yeah. And, and make a lot of money. So um, I just think we're in the most exciting time. If people are listening, trapped in a cubicle, then I suggest start to build that bridge out of the cubicle. Don't necessarily jump. If, you, if you're inclined to go like, um, well, you know, it's all or nothing, that's the risky strategy. But there is an opportunity to, you know, um, you're a, a, a favorite kind of marketing commentator of yours and mine, Gary Vaynerchuk, says you can get a lot of SH, you know, what done between 7 p.m. and 2 a.m. Yeah. Uh, and his point is like stop watching telly, turn the media off, um, turn social media off. And he's a social media guy. And if you really believe in something and, want to, and are passionate about starting something, then do it in your off time and make it a hobby. Mm. And that is true. Uh, I mean, and there's, there's never been so much rich information available. Just from a marketing perspective, uh, you know, if you look back 10 years, if you wanted marketing for your business, uh, it was very costly and, you know, there was a private agency involved and it was going to cost you the earth. And, and now uh, there's just a rise in DIY marketing where we're training people up in the skills uh, that they need to market their businesses themselves. And, uh, you know, there's online digital marketing that's cost-effective. Um, the offline channels are getting more and more cost-effective to, to uh, you know, compete with digital marketing. And, uh, yeah, you can do something really good in terms of a marketing plan with not much capital these days. So, And the one thing I'd say to that, Mara, is um – Yes, there are, and they're all shiny, bright, shiny objects, yeah. and they can they can detract you from the main game. And as a business owner, your main game is to sell the product or service that you are passionate about. Marketing is an absolute. Marketing is the oxygen to build that business, but um, you can get trapped in. Oh, I'm going to spend you know a few hours on the Facebook campaign, or a few hours editing the podcast, or I'm going to film some video, or I'm going to 
you know, I'm going to do a social media campaign, whatever. And and you should, but do outsource as much of that as you can. My, mm. my, I have a I have a, a concept that I call helpful marketing. Um, and helpful marketing, the premise of that is share the mountain of knowledge that you're standing on as a business owner. So if you're a vet, you know a lot about help making animals well. So share that knowledge through video, podcasting, self-publishing, blogging, speaking from stage, doing all that. But you be the one who shares the knowledge. Get other people to um, do the technical stuff, to upload the blogs, to edit the videos, to do all that type of stuff. Cash flow allowing, you know, some of us, some may not have the money, but it's not as expensive as you think, you know, mm. like again, you know, you look at companies like 99 Designs or an Elance um, or a Swiftly and, you know, you can get stuff done, you know, for not a lot of dough, good stuff done. So in terms of small business owners that want to get their marketing out there, uh, it might be really difficult for them to outsource uh, and pay cash for services, but there are so many opportunities for partnerships these days, isn't there, uh, where you can uh, kind of barter your services for some marketing or uh, go about it in a creative way to get some marketing uh, before you have capital to pay for it. Yeah, there really are. There are um, everything from... And designers get a bit cross with me when I start, you know, talking about outsourcing because they think we should all go locally. But <clears throat> the reality is you got to do what's best for you and your business. So it's everything from like a, a, a little website called Fiverr where you can get stuff done for five bucks uh, right through to websites like, as I said, 99designs where they are design contests for anything you want designed through to Elance where you're going to find experts in bookkeeping and legal and design and writing and web development, you know. So, you know, my, I have a concept called the virtual marketing team, Mara, where uh, I strongly believe people should surround themselves. The business owners should surround themselves with um, marketing specialists, A players in each area of marketing that they want to pursue. So, for example, my, my virtual marketing team, I've got a designer in Serbia I've got a copywriter in Mexico. I've got a transcriber in London. Um, I've got an editor on the Gold Coast. You know, like um, I, I focus on creating really helpful content on the small business big marketing show and I leave everything else, all the technical stuff to them. Mm. And so, Tim, was that a, a, a process that you that's kind of evolved? Did you go about it, you know, when you first started out trying to do everything yourself and, and uh, evolved into something that's more scalable? Or what was your process for, for building the business structure that you have at the moment? Well, I don't want to employ. I don't, you know, managing people is not something, it's not a strength and it's not something I want to do. Um, so having people, having a virtual marketing team on a project basis kind of did it for me. Um, I, I was actually just, actually, I, I remember the first time I came across this idea of outsourcing years ago, I just found it exciting. I just thought, you know, this makes a lot of sense. I'm looking for a designer. The criteria for the designer, and it, the designer was one of the first people I employed. His name's Nicola. And I was looking for a designer and I thought, you know, criteria-wise, being around the corner needing to meet face-to-face, -face, being able to shake hands was not important to me, well, right? Mm. What was important was great design, was a lack of preciousness, was someone who was proactive. So I put the brief out there and that person ended up being in Serbia. So, uh, so I was quite excited by that, 
Um, so I'm always looking for A players. I'm looking for people who are really, really good at what they do, who love what they do, who are specialists and who are cost effective. Doesn't mean finding the $2 man in, in, in India. Doesn't mean finding the $4 VA in the Philippines. It means finding a person that fits that criteria that I explained mm. earlier. And I think resilience as a business owner in that process is so important. I think, you know, so many people say, oh, well, I tried it out and it didn't work. Well, I think ah, we need to, yeah, to yeah, try yeah. it out again and be willing, committed to the process of getting quality work done. Um, and, yeah, if someone doesn't work out, try someone else and, or try it a different way. Um, and I, I definitely, that's, that's the model that we follow at uh, Affinity Creative. And it's definitely worth it if you build into uh, that process the right uh, operating systems, if you are a good communicator with your team that, uh, and you are committed to the quality of work that you want, it's definitely something that's going to make your business scalable um, and enjoyable. So you're freed up from the stress of trying to produce something that that's not your core skill either. So, Correct. Mm. Okay. So um, you've been in business now for 11 uh, years and from your speaking business to the small business big marketing. So give us the intensive. For people that want to take the leap into, say, a service-based business, what's your top advice? What would be the five things you'd recommend that they do <laughs> to to yeah, start their business. So okay, so let's just clear <laughs> on. There's a big question. That's kind of like a thesis. That's the that's the question for. I now have to head off for six months and write the uh, the write the thesis responding to that. It's a big yes, question. So it is, yeah. you are talking about people in corporate in 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 a job. Yeah. Who are wanting to make the leap into a service based business? Yes. What should they do? Yeah, save them some time. Uh, you know, give them the intensive, the hard lessons that you learned that you could have saved two or three years if you'd yeah. learned that from the start. Yeah, well, in no particular order, um, be very, very, um, be passionate about. I've interviewed on the Small Business Big Marketing Show, I've interviewed 200 and I'm up to about 220 guests. And each one of those guests, my criteria for a guest is a successful small business owner that's using marketing in a clever way to grow their business exponentially, right? That's the criteria. So the link between those 220 people, absolutely passionate about what it is they embarked on. So for example, um, my interview this week is with, is, is with Australia's most famous personal trainer, Michelle Bridges. Now I said to Michelle in the interview, you know, at what point did you think, hey, you're going to start to build an empire? Because she's got an empire, you know, like she's on The Biggest Loser. She's aligned herself with Blackmore Vitamins. She's got her own range of all sorts of fitness gear and she's got an empire. And she said, I never, ever set out to build an empire. I set out to help Australians lose a whole lot of weight. Mm. And she continues, continues to focus on that. The empire builds itself. Um, I spoke to Brian Singer, who I, who started Rip Curl. Brian, I talked to him. You know, like again, man, that's an empire. That's a world. That's a global business. And he he was solving a problem that was needing solving. He was surfing down at Bell's Beach many many years ago now, and it was cold. And he de he designed the wetsuit. <laughs> you know, he bought a World War II sewing machine and started making wetsuits in a little shack in Torquay. All he was doing was solving a problem so him and his mates could surf more. Wow. And, and, 
and and the list goes on and on and on. So you've got to solve a problem that you're passionate about. If you identify a problem, and it could be the smallest, smallest problem, um, but provide an elegant, smart, simple solution and make it easy for people to buy from you, then that, that's, like, that's got to be a winning formula. So as a business owner and as a marketer, think of yourself as a problem solver. Before you do that, just be a consumer. Look around you and think, what problems am I currently experiencing that no one seems to be solving? Mm. And solve them, you know? Yeah, I think that's uh, – you're really speaking about being committed to the, the cause. And uh, I think the reason why so many people leave their corporate jobs is because that their heart is just not there. And I think it's important that when we start a business to realize what motivates us um, and what's going to keep us sticking through the hard times and the good times. Um, and, and often it's not just making a quick buck. Uh, there has to be something more to it uh, because there's going to be you know times where you're not going to make a quick buck and you're going to have to be you know committed to the cause and the bigger picture mm. totally totally so that you know that that's the type of stuff um then you know to get a leg up and to start kind of seeing some dough come in the till uh you've got to you know joint ventures is a great thing you can't go and spend a fortune straight away i do believe like and i'm not one to sort of say you know to business owners around their marketing you must do this this and this i think from a marketing perspective you've got to choose channels that resonate with you like for me podcasting just works mm. so for me it's just like it's 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 an easy thing to do so marketing a pod, podcasting as a marketing channel in the early days was really easy um but you do have to have a website i think you know we are who google says we are so yeah. we, people are going to check us out um you know um when when someone approaches you you know when you approach me you know i, I do a search on you to see who you are and what's your background and make sure that, you know, it's a good alignment with me. Uh, and I think people do that. We all do that these days. So have a good online footprint. And that may require spending some money. But, um, you know, uh, it is the. I always see the website as the hub uh, mm. and all the other marketing activity as the spokes. Um, so just making sure that it, it can be a really basic website. You can grow it. But um, just back to your original question, Mara, it's all about... Um, it's all about passion, problem solving, and offering a beautifully simple solution. Great. So, Tim, uh, so many business owners are learning from you on your podcast and through your speaking gigs. So, who do you learn from? <sighs> who do I learn from? I've got I've got a wonderful mate in Ben who um, we you know we in fact <laughs> my phone's not next to me. Otherwise, I'd read you the text he sent me this morning. Um, a really driven guy. Um, he just said, we've got to get together from 3.30 to 6.30 today and get some focus for next year and, you know, this and that. And I'm like, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> so, like, that came through overnight. So um, uh, we both really drive each other. It's great to have a, a mate like that because um, we both are on the same page. Um, so I learned from, from like, mates. Um I'm really interested in stories, people's stories, because of the, my show. Um, I, so I look to interviewer. I look to other interviewers around the world. So, uh, mm. from an interview point of view, I learn a lot from Parko Parkinson, Michael Parkinson. Okay. Um, I'm listening a lot to um, Osher Ginsberg's podcast at the moment. Uh, Osher, the Osher Ginsberg show. Um, I, you know, podcast. I just love podcasting, so I listen to a lot of podcasts. Don't read a lot. I can't. I can't read business books, Mara. 
okay. because they keep me up at night. You know, like the only time I read is at night in bed and that's to get to sleep. And if I read a business book, I'm like, <laughs> my eyes are just like, you know, I have to get out, my heart rate increases, I have to get out of bed and start actioning what I'm reading. So that's <laughs> yeah. a bit of a problem, you know, because I, you know, I don't get time to read during the day. Um, and um, yeah, I kind of um, just, I, I'm in a little, you've caught me at a very philosophical week actually because I've just okay. come off a bike ride. Um, I set off on a nine-day bike ride about 10 days ago, a, a 500-kilometer, it's called the Great Vic Bike Ride and I did it with my daughter and wow. um I fell off and broke my arm three days in, but in those three days, it was three thousand. Another three thousand eight hundred cyclists um, were doing it, and I got to talk to a lot of people and just hearing other people's stories. You know, amazing. So I, I just think I learn also just from talking to other people. I think if you're going to be in, in business, you've got to get out there and talk to other people. Mm. We talk about a, a lot about online, but there's nothing more powerful than hearing from other people. And um, everyone's got a story, you know. And as a business owner, I think what I was going to say earlier was like be first and foremost, be a human being before you're a business owner and just listen to how people are talking, feeling, what they're doing uh, and you'll learn a lot. Mm. Uh, I mean, my my personality tends to be uh, very fact-based, but what I've learned over the last year or two is uh, that soft skills are also very important. So instead of, uh, you know, just reading the marketing books or just listening to the marketing podcasts, I I fully agree. Just get out there and meet people, have discussions uh, with with no agenda, um, and uh, listen to podcasts that are going to give you people skills, mindset skills, uh, the way you think uh, in businesses definitely shapes uh, your business way more than the theory is going to shape your business. Mm. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, so like for you, um, you need to kind of exercise those soft skills a bit more and probably for me, I need to exercise those kind of uh, more rational skills a bit more but you are what you are, you know. Yeah. You know, I'm very, very instinctive. I feel more than I think. It's oh, okay. <laughs> just how I am. Yeah, great. That's good. Okay, Tim. So thank you so much for having a chat on my show. Uh, so where can people find out more about what you do? If they want to tune into Australia's number one marketing podcast, then they can go to smallbusinessbigmarketing.com and feel the marketing love. Or <laughs> they can, if they want to book me to speak, which is what I do the most, um, they can head over to my speaker's website, which is timreid.com. Great. Thank you so much, Tim. Mara, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for listening to today's show. Subscribe to the Launch Marketing with Mara Roberts podcast on iTunes or Stitcher for more great interviews and marketing tips. Tim and I will be answering your questions on the blog at affinity.com.au and this is episode number six. Uh, We'd love to hear from you and uh, hear your comments.